The demon was difficult to see because it was pitch black against a backdrop of shadows. Yet, the longer I stared, the more the darkness popped from the flat dimension, taking on form and substance. Its tail elongated with a scorpion's stinger. The blank face widened with a Cheshire cat's grin. The body stretched and bat wings filled the cell, corner to corner. I stumbled away, back pressed against bars, trying to push farther away to no avail. The thing watched me with compound insect eyes. It then experimentally scraped talons over the steel toilet, producing sparks and a screech like rusty nails on a shattered blackboard. Oh, dear. I have the wrong body. My apologies. The darkness melted into flat shadow, then blossomed into a thousand midnight black snakes that spilled into the cell, expanding and curling. Fanged mouths opened and snapped at the air. I screamed until my voice was a ragged bray. Sorry! The thousand mouths hissed. Not quite right! A moment, please! I stopped screaming. Not because I had a grasp on reality now, but because I'd given up on it. The thousand snakes vanished. In their place stood a man in a tuxedo. Ah, finally, a proper manifestation, he said with a precise German accent. He straightened his bow tie. His black hair was wavy, his face rugged, yet dashing. He could have been the villain from a James Bond movie, fresh from the Baccarat tables. He gestured to his outfit. Merely an image from your memory, Mr. Savage. Nothing to fear, he pointed to the cot. Do you mind? I shook my head. Actually, every part of my body was shaking. He sat, turned the laptop around, and made a tisk sound. All things considered, they might have offered you decent equipment. He glanced at the scant accommodations of my cell. Barbarians. Not even the makings for a decent martini. I had regained enough of my wits to realize I was still trying to back up, pressing uselessly against the bars. I stopped and straightened. The human mind has a talent for trying to make sense of things that are essentially nonsensical. My brain was no exception, and it cast about trying to assemble a logical set of possibilities for... What had he called this? A manifestation? Okay. Possibility one. The guards had drugged the pizza they'd brought in a few hours ago with a massive dose of LSD. Unlikely, but not impossible. Possibility two. Facing my imminent execution with no escape options, I'd had a complete mental breakdown. Highly likely. Possibility three. This thing was real. A ghost? An alien? The devil? I assure you, I am real, the man in the tuxedo said. Not a ghost, nor an alien, and definitely not the devil. What I am, however, is an agent for an organization who sees great potential in you. My legs gave way, and I grabbed the bars to steady myself. At some earlier point, my bladder had emptied. The front of my orange jumpsuit had a patch of seeping discoloration. Ooh, 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 I said. At least I was making consonant sounds, which was an improvement over the whimpering vowel noises I'd been making up to then. 
I tried again. What is this? This, the man waved about, is your death row cell. In precisely twelve hours, State of California correctional officers will puncture your arm with an intravenous line and... I held up a hand. I know all that. I meant, what are you? He stood, stepped forward, and took my hand. I am Technical Field Supervisor 13, Abyssal Management Corp. At your service. He clicked his heels together. You may call me by my traditional name, Nefarious. Or if you like, its contemporary equivalent, Mr. Null. I still wasn't buying this was anything but a stroke in progress. Yet the same part of my mind that had instinctively backed me away from this thing knew, whatever this was, it was dangerous.